We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date. Detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. Third down, eight to go. Feels pressured immediately. Athleticism escapes that one. Feels, are you kidding me? Has the first down and scoots out of bounds. The man is a magician, Justin Fields. He does this all the time. Bud Dupree, top of the screen, comes free and Fields shrugs him off. Then he gets out of David Onyemata. He's 320 pounds. And Justin Fields shrugs these guys off and gets first downs. I think, Jason, he's as good as anybody doing it. We're back. Live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Shout out CBS for that highlight right there of Justin Fields, and it was a doozy. Called him a magician. Will Justin Fields be doing a disappearing act this offseason and find his way to another team? Uh, who knows? Uh, we You didn't like that? You didn't like that? I mean, it was just, no, it's you know, a good joke. Oh, I thought, you were, I thought you, were, you were, you know. Sometimes when you make jokes, you know, you never know, you know? No, no, no. I had to pause okay. for a little bit for that one. Okay, okay. Making sure. All right, our next guest joins us on our hotline presented by Circa Sports Illinois. You can catch him on NBC Sports. He hosts the Under Center podcast as well. Talking about our guy, Alex Shapiro. Alex, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks again for having me back on the show. Of course. Love having you here, man. Um, talk to me about Justin Fields and let's let's start let's start with Justin Fields and let's not talk about the other guy. Um, and let's just talk about Justin this season, right? I mean, people were saying, hey, man, you got to get him some weapons. You got to get him a better offensive line. Clearly, he ended up with DJ Moore. And, you know, I would say an improved offensive line as well. His performance, though, over the course of a season, what can you say about it? You know, I just don't think it was consistently great enough for the Bears to say, this is a home run keeping him. And I think that's what it comes down to when you've got to make the decision whether or not to exercise his fifth year option in a couple of months, you know, after the draft. And I think it's really unfortunate that he missed a month of time in the middle of the season. You know, he was really starting to, to, to figure things out. You know, obviously the first month of the season was not good. He starts playing really well. And then bam, that thumb injury on his throwing ham uh, really set him behind. And I just wonder if that missed to be the difference between him staying and him going. Yeah, and it's going to be a tough decision. It's going to be a, a, an interesting one. I, I look at the Bears team. What did you think about all the people? Out, I mean, because I know we have the same conversations with people around the city. What did you think about everyone or the people that are like pounding their chest and dying on the hill of, 
the Bears should have made the playoffs when trying to make a case for Justin Fields and, and the team as a whole? Um, I don't know. That's tough. I think if you had gone into the beginning of the season and said, hey, the Bears are going to be 7-10 and 10 and they're going to be playing competitive football pretty much up until the end of the year, I think most people would consider that big success, you know, because they were the worst team in football two years ago. I mean, it wasn't even close. Right. Uh, so I think they took strides. I think, you know, playoffs, it was on the table. And they, you know, they had a chance. And I, I think that alone shows progress. I think when you're talking about the team success as a whole and looking at the overall record, and I know one of people look, say Matty Bufloos has this terrible overall record and Justin Fields has this terrible overall record. I think you got to throw the record from 2022 out the window just because things were torn down to the studs so much. You mentioned the improved offensive line play. You mentioned the addition of DJ Moore. Uh, they still have a lot of holes on that team. Uh, so did they play better? Yes. Were the playoffs in play? For a time they were. You know, they, they kept it interesting for a while. And I think whether or not they actually made it to the postseason, I think it's a sign that this team was better in 2023 than it was in 2022. Without question. Uh, we're talking to Alex Shapiro, Bears reporter and insider for NBC Sports Chicago. You can also check out the Under Center podcast. Great stuff there every time they put one out. Alex, what was the most frustrating thing about the Bears this season for you? You know, it was probably the beginning of the year when – it seemed like over the course of the 2022 season, the Bears had kind of figured out, hey, here's how we build an offense around fields. Here's how we get him going with designed runs. And here's how we build off of that. And then week one, it was like they had forgotten all of that stuff. You know, they went back into all these dropbacks and rhythm and timing type offense. And we didn't see Justin Fields on the move. We didn't see them moving that pocket. We didn't see a ton of play action. We didn't see the designed runs. So it's like, what, what, what did you learn from all of 2022? Why did we have to go back to square one? I think that was really frustrating. And then they kind of went back to it. You know, they, they kind of relearned those lessons again. And again, I just wonder if things had been different, if they had maintained that tack from day one, instead of saying, Hey, let's try this rhythm and timing thing and see if we can get it going in year two. Yeah, I get it though. Right? Like, I mean, the whole point was like, hey, we saw what Justin can do with his legs. If we can just get him to do this, he is going to be this like top-tier quarterback. So, I mean, you have to try it, and I think that's what they were doing in the beginning. But did you think it was fair at the end of the season, Alex, to make you know Getsy kind of the fall guy? Um, I think it was fair. And I think, you know, Luke Getze does deserve credit for doing a lot of things well. Obviously, the run, great, the run game was great. Uh, DJ Moore had a slow start to the season, but they figured it out. They figured out ways to make sure DJ Moore got the ball in his hands. All that stuff is really good, but too many times, I thought the game plans weren't up to snuff. Uh, whether it was blocking schemes, you know, like having Tyler Scott blocking on the boundary <laughs> when he shouldn't be. You know, leaving Darnell Wright on islands too many times. Same thing with Cole Komet. And then you just look at that game against the Vikings where, okay. First play of the game. To, <laughs> sure, First yeah. play of the game, going deep. When a team you know is going to be blitzing you to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only that, but, okay, hey, they're going to blitz. They're going to be blitzing you to death. So we're going to combat that by 
throwing all these balls uh, near the line of scrimmage. And once that the, the, the Vikings kind of adjusted to that, the Bears never adjusted back. Uh, I'll, I'll throw one more one more example out there against the Bucks week two, you know, when the bears are backed up against their own end zone, they dial up a screen pass three snaps in a row. The bucks know exactly what's coming. And it's an easy pick six to seal the game. So, you know, some of the game planning decisions, uh, some of the play calling, there was just a lot of head scratching stuff where I, I do think it is fair to, to move on from Getsy. Yeah, there were definitely moments, head scratching moments, as you mentioned, where even the casual fan watching the game would say, hmm, I don't know if that was necessarily the right thing to do right there. And I think, you know, we as people that obviously are reporting on this, you know, we see it and we just, we, we, we it's, it is head scratching to say the least. Let's talk about, uh, let's stick with the offense. Let's talk about the running back position for a second Alex I, I you know last year was interesting because you know they bring in Deontay Foreman I thought he should have been the starter from the beginning doesn't get much the first couple of runs were like to the outside on sweeps and then he gets inactive and then you know trying to go with Khalil Herbert he gets he goes down Rashawn goes down Deontay comes back and plays well and then all three of them are active for the you know tr- trying to figure out what that looks like and clearly next year it's going to look a little different as well um, talk to me about your thoughts on Khalil Herbert and whether or not you have faith in him to be that lead back for the Bears. And um, do you think they are going to add via free agency or the draft, or do or, or do you think they're going to you know roll with the Roshan Johnson Khalil Herbert one two punch? You know, I don't know what they're going to do, but to answer your first question, yeah, I do think Khalil Herbert can be the guy. You know, he's another dude who, when he is healthy, was looking really good, uh, and then the injury kind of set him back. And I think even though he came back from that injury, you could just tell he was still kind of banged up, not fully a hundred percent. Right. The thing with the bears rushing attack this season, I think you nailed it is when all three dudes were healthy. I don't think it was as good as when they just had two guys in there. (laughs) Uh, It was just kind of too many mouths to feed. Right. And I think there's something to, instead of, going eight carries, six carries, five carries for guys or whatever, letting them split and work up a little lather because I think there's something to feeling out of defense for a few series, and then you kind of figure out what they're trying to do to you, and then you can reel off some bigger runs in the second half, right? Um, We've just seen that time and time again with so many running backs. So I think moving forward it would be best maybe if the Bears just moved ahead with two lead guys uh, and didn't try to mix three. And obviously there's going to be more running backs on the roster. Uh, you need those guys for special teams. You're going to want special passing down guys, et cetera. So there will be some sort of small role for some sort of third back. But for me, I think it's just better to have two lead guys rather than all three. Yeah, it was, it was definitely frustrating because you felt like there was a mismanagement mismanagement from the coaching staff where they themselves looked like they didn't know what to do in that situation. And I love the fact that you brought up them carries because there were too many games where like the carries were distributed evenly where you're right. It should have been, you know, maybe one guy has 12 and then the other two guys have, you know, three, right. As opposed to breaking it up individually, but it's something that, that concerns me and not a lot of people were talking about it, Alex. And not, so that's why I'm just like keeping an eye on it and trying to see like what, what direction the bears are going to take you know, with, with that position. Another position that I'm interested in, in watching closely is the cornerback position with Jalen Johnson specifically. I mean, clearly he had a, a phenomenal year. Um, do you think the Bears will be doing 
the team a disservice if they if they franchise tagged them and didn't give them the deal? Um, no, I don't think you're doing the team a disservice by franchise tagging him. Uh, you know, if that's the way you need to make sure he's a bear for the 2024 season, I think that's the most important thing. You make sure Jalen Johnson is a bear for 2024. If you can make sure he's a bear beyond that, that's even better. Um, but I think the worst thing to do would be to let him walk or to do some sort of sign and trade deal. He is so, so good. And he has done everything the Bears have asked. He's taken that next step in his development. He's really bought into the system. And you could argue he's just entering his prime. He's still so, so young. (laughs) Those are the types of players you want to reward. Those are the types of players you want to build around. Uh, He can absolutely be a foundational piece of this defense. So I think, number one, pay the man. I think he's going to be worth it. Uh, Whether that's making him the top paid corner or not, Pay the man, but if you can't come to an agreement, then tag the man. At minimum, they should be tagging. Him. Yeah, <laughs> tag the man. Keep him here. Oh, we're talking to Alex Shapiro from NBC Sports Chicago. Make sure you're checking out his podcast, Under Sender Podcast, uh, as well. Um, you know, I, I look at Jalen Johnson. One, we we love having him here on the score. Just a, a great guy to talk to. You know, very humble, but you know, also understands the game well. And I think if you can lock down one of your cornerback positions for the next couple of years and, and just know that you're adding depth from here on out when you already have guys like Tyreek Stevenson there on the other side. I think it does wonders for this team. Um, clearly, there's going to be some new coaches that are going to be handling a Jalen Johnson if he ends up coming back with the Bears. What were your thoughts on uh, all the additions on offense and defense with the coaches? You know, I, I think they're great additions. And you look around and you say, okay, Shane Waldron, this is a guy who has worked with a lot of different quarterbacks who has built explosive offenses. Are there concerns about some of the third down stuff, some of the red zone stuff? Um, Yeah, sure. But you know, there's no perfect candidate out there. Uh, I think it's great that he's an experienced play caller, you know, instead of going with a rookie play caller again, uh, because you know, kind of, what you're getting, you know, he's done it. He's been through it, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then all of the assistance that Waldron brought with him, uh, running backs coach, uh, the, the quarterbacks coach and uh, Chris Beattie, the wide receivers coach, you know, this is a guy who gets a lot of credit for developing Mike Williams has worked with Keenan Allen. Uh, I believe he worked with Jordan Addison as well in Pittsburgh. Uh, and then Eric Washington as well, you know, He's the assistant head coach for the Bills, worked on that great defensive line. All these guys have great pedigrees, great resumes. Uh, yeah, you, you got to you gotta applaud the Bears for the hires that they made. Yeah, it sounds like it's the all-star team that they were mentioning in the you know postseason press conferences when they said they wanted to put together something along those lines. I really, I really like it. I, I, for me, I was big on keeping Eberflus. I felt like you know he had those guys playing at a high level towards the end of this season, even last year when they were three and 14. And to me, that's just like such a difficult thing to do, right. As a coach to get men to play at a high level. So for me, it made sense. And the attachment to Ryan Poles, you know, that that's his guy. I just felt like it was, it would have been difficult to move on from him. What, what did you think about the bears keeping Eberflus? Yeah, I was also for it. I, I spoke about it towards the end of the year and, and now I'm still with it. You know, if, you had a real opportunity to add a Bill Belichick, which now we kind of learned they they might have. Uh, th- that's one thing. Um, but I think Eberflus, as you said, 
he had that team playing. He, they, there was no quit. The, the difference in the locker room. Okay, so before I covered the Bears, I spent a little bit of time with the White Sox, right? Uh, I didn't cover them for a full season, about half a season. But the difference between the White Sox locker room in like 2021 versus the Bears locker room last year, it's like night and day. Um, and you could just tell that the Bears were really bought in. You could tell that they believed they were on the right track. And there's something to that, you know. You can tell when an athlete is at a podium or standing at their locker and saying, yeah, we just got to keep working and things are going the right way. And you can see behind their eyes that they don't really believe it, right? That they're like, yeah, we're doomed. I don't get that sense with the Bears. I think they really do believe they're on the right track. You talk with players and they want to stick around. You hear Jalen Johnson say it himself, right? I want to be here with the Chicago Bears because I think we're onto something. And I think uh, Fluce deserves credit for that. You know, the culture after Nagy needed to be reset, and he's done that. And like I said earlier, a lot of people point to the record and the terrible winning percentage. I think you have to throw 2022 out the window just because Ryan Poles, you know, he comes in, first thing he does is trade away their best player in Khalil Mack. (laughs) And uh, halfway through the season, he (laughs) trades their next best player in Roquan Smith, and they, you know, they tore it to the studs. So that's a tough roster to win with. So I think uh, Flusha got a break for that. I agree with you. We're talking to Alex Shapiro here on 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez here. Now, I got to be honest, I'm, I'm a little upset at you, Alex. I didn't think I was going to be, but I was, I was just, I started, my blood started boiling a little bit. I know you have a, a, a list called Shapiro Studs, and I wasn't on it. <laughs> I was. I was. Hey, man. I'm like, you might be on the next list. Okay. Okay. Just want to make sure. This is sure. going to be a recurring segment. So I, I, I'm you, here you for could it. Be on, you could be on segment number two, Gabe. <laughs> Tell the people about Shapiro's studs and, and who, who the list consists of. Uh, so, this is something I did all season long. I did a studs and duds column after every game where I basically just said these were the best players uh, in week five or whatever. And these were the three guys who maybe are going to be having a tough tape review on Monday. <laughs> Uh, and we kept it going, and at the end of the year, I did a full 2023 season-long studs list. It included guys like uh, Montez Sweat, Jalen Johnson, Andrew Billings, DJ Moore, et cetera, et cetera. And then our wonderful Football Night in Chicago producer, Anthony Durunda, said, hey, I want to turn this into a TV segment. Let's, let's talk about it. So we did that. There will be more. We're going to talk about draft studs. We might talk about <laughs> wide receivers who the Bears might sign. So we're going radio to we're going person, to radio personalities. Radio personalities. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Guys who do both B96 and 670 The Score studs. Those, those, those throw, types of lists. Throw, so, yeah, throw I mean, Fox on there too. Fox 32. I mean, just to throw it all. Throw, throw out throw the Chicago Fire. Throw, throw, I got more gigs, man. I got more gigs, Alex. I got more. <laughs> Oh, you're man. right. I'm selling you short. Uh, I'm selling you short, and that's on me. So, yeah, you, you're going to have to stay tuned to see uh, Gabe Ramirez. You know what? I'm just going to say right now. You're a certified Shapiro stud, Gabe. Hey, cut the clip. Cut the clip. I want that in my <laughs> intro tomorrow. Alex, appreciate you, man. It was always great talking to you. Look forward to doing it again soon. Yeah, thank you as well. Have a good night. Alex Shapiro. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, Alex Shapiro, NBCS. Great stuff right there, Alex it's a great dude, man. And you got to check out the podcast under center. Later, Rahimi was just on there. Um, and apparently the building blew up when she left as she was walking away. Kind of like Griselda. I love the fact that we talked about the Bears and we didn't talk draft. That felt good. 
it felt good, like kind of having a recap of the of the season, you know, like kind of just going back. I want to look at some stats real quick of Justin Fields because I keep throwing this one stat out. Somebody tweet, somebody was tweeting tweeting me and saying how Justin Fields deep ball some some something, and then I looked up the top, you know, deep ball throwers. I didn't see Justin Fields on there, but I do want to look at his stats because I've been saying this to everybody. That like the numbers should tell a different story. Oh, breaking news! On six seventy, the score presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. The Orioles trade for former NL Cy Young winner Corbin Burns. The Orioles not playing this year. I like that. I love the fact that they did that. All right, let me look up Justin Fields real quick before we go to break. Actually, you know what? Got Tyler Ferencall producing today. He just opened up the lines. And I know I just had a conversation with Alex Shapiro, and we did like a little reminiscing on the Bears in 2023. Would love to hear your thoughts. We've talked a lot to a lot of people about the draft, about, you know, the Bears, Jalen Johnson getting the money, the new coaching staff. I feel like I'm missing something, and I feel like you're listening right now, and you have something to say. Might yell at me. I want to make a quick point about sure. Burns, Gabe. Uh, to, with your White Sox, I mean, that signals that the Dylan Cease market is dry right now. The asking price is too much. Could be. I mean, the, Bear, the Bears are just in a really good, or excuse me, the Sox are just in a really good position when it comes to Dylan Cease because he still has a year left on his deal. It's a favorable deal. So it's like a low-cost, Cy Young caliber pitcher that still has another year on his contract. I mean, it's just, so of course you want a lot. You know what I mean? In return for him. All right, Justin Fields. Here's the stats that I'm going to give you before we go to break. Again, phone lines are open. 312-644-6767. Justin Fields, 2022, 15 games. 2,200 yards. 149 yards a game. 2023, 2,500 yards. You see what I'm saying? Completion percentage. Went from 60 to 61. Tutties to interceptions kind of stood the same, 17 to 11, 16 to 9 in 2022 and 2023, respectively. Got sacked 10 fewer times in 2023. That's awesome. And fumbled the ball six fewer times. Do you see where I'm going here? No? Nobody picks up what I'm putting down? All right. Phone lines are open if you do. <laughs> if you have some, some thoughts about Justin Fields, I'm ready to take QBR? QBR is went from 85 to 86. Oh, wow. Like, it's like I said, it's like I was telling people. There wasn't a, a huge jump. I thought for sure that would be the one that was a little higher than the others. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that went up was passing attempts. All right. Um, phone calls on the other side. 312-644-6767. You got some thoughts on the Bears, on Justin Fields, on the draft, on the coaches. I want to hear from you. Tyler Ferengal is going to take them. And we'll discuss next. It's Gabe Ramirez on on the score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We're back. Live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Hanging out till 9 o'clock here on 670 The Score. It is Gabe Ramirez. And time's open the phone lines on the most polarizing topic in Chicago. Justin Fields. Let's go to Anthony in Brighton Park first. Let's just start with him. Anthony, welcome to the show. Hi, Gabe. How are you? I just wanted to make a... Small correction of your previous guest. He made the statement that the Bears were the worst team in football two years ago. That part was accurate. And then he went on to say, and it wasn't even close. That part is inaccurate. The last part of the season, the Texans had the worst record. On the last day of the season, the Texans won, the Texans won, and the Bears lost. Lovey got fired for that. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, I'm just saying it was close. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. What yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, semantics, right? I, mean, I hear what you're saying, though. I mean, I think I think the Bears team. What I think we was trying to really say, and I think you probably agree, Anthony, is that it was it was stri- it was a stripped down team. Like it wasn't even one that oh, was yeah, trying yeah, to be competitive. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think that, what are you? Uh, he he, what, he missed one. They also traded Robert Quinn. Oh, that was my Their favorite sack leader, too. Bobby Quinn. My favorite. He's Puerto Rican, by the way. Um, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. His sister. Um, she won a bronze medal for Puerto Rico in the Olympics. Oh, that's outstanding. I know. I couldn't believe it. That's Sister's an Olympian. How crazy is that? Anthony, what do you want to see the Bears do next season? Well, I uh, mentioned to to you this before when the first time I ever spoke to you, and basically I want them to trade down. I, I was the one to mention that I didn't like the fact that Caleb cried and wanted to go cuddle with his dog. I don't like that. <laughs> to me, that's not displaying leadership. And I want a leader of men, not a crying canine cuddler. That's my position. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Thanks for the call, Anthony. I mean, guys, we got to remember, like, it's 2024, right? And I get it. I, I, I listen. I'm, if there's, I'm, <laughs> I get it. The crying and the nails and the everything, I get it. Like, why some people would have an issue with it. But it's 2024. Like, 
this isn't changing. Quarterbacks that are going to come out from here on out that are, you know, Gen Zers or whatever it is, like, it's the emo crew. Like, this is what it is. They're in tune with their feelings. Like, they literally have been taught for the last decade or so. So if they're eight, if Caleb Williams is, I don't know, 20, 21, like, so since he's been 10 and in elementary school for the last decade, like, that's what the, this generation has been taught. Show your feelings. Say how you feel. Communicate. Like, this is what it is. Like, everything's okay. You can cry. You can wear nails. Everything's gender fluidity. Like, this is what they're being, like, this is it. F Utah. F Utah? was that? On the, painted on the fingernails, oh, remember? Oh, is that what he had? And he had a good message on there. I painted my fingernails. What you going to, you guys going to come try to say something slick about me? Find me. I painted my, I painted my fingernails. This must have been like three years ago. And it was because Floyd Mayweather refused to take a picture with a fan because his nails were painted. It was a, it was a kid, but it was like, you know, like a teenager and he had his nails painted, but it was like more like punk. It wasn't like, you know, he wasn't. And, and Floyd Mayweather was like, nah. And so I wanted to make a statement and I painted my nails and I actually was kind of cool. Painted them black. People were looking at me crazy, but I painted them black nonetheless. Uh, let's go to Sean out in Romeoville. Sean, talk to me. What do you want to add to this Fields discussion? Well, I, first of all, I, I didn't really like that when you were mentioning those yearly stats. You didn't mention in 23 that he only played 13 games. Okay. You said in 22 that he played 15, and that, that kind of makes a difference because that's almost – that's almost, Two games? Almost – yeah, that's four games, but well, that's, that's two games. No, no, if he plays 15, if he played 15 last year, or excuse me, 15 this year, and only no, 13 last year. about this year. He, 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 no, he played 13 in 2023, right? hmm Right. So, and he threw for 150 yards a game in 22, and he almost threw for, it was right at 200 yards 197. Don't give him the extra three. Don't give him the extra three. 197. I, I, I won't. I won't. I won't. But that. But that's a, that's that's the 47 yard difference. But anyway, um, I, I would I would trade down. Um, uh, I, I, I before I give up on Justin, I would I would like to see him with competent coaches. And it's interesting because he said earlier in the year that coaching might be the problem. And they fired Getsy, but here's the thing: they didn't want Getsy to coach Justin or Caleb. But that tells you coaching was a problem. If they didn't think it was a problem, they would have kept him here, so he could inherit Caleb Williams. So he, he, he they, Justin was right. So I'm, I'm not absolving him of his flaws, but when you have someone that special and that dynamic, you have to make it work. So I, I would like, to, I would like for them to trade down because I think he's an ascending quarterback on a team that's ready to win now, and I would like to see him with a competent play call first. Yeah. I agree with you. I, I agree with you. The play calling was, I mean, we all, no, no, stay there. Stay there, Sean. Um, I, would, oh, sure, sure. I would agree with you. We all agree that the play calling was horrible, right? Like there were instances where we right. were watching the game, we're like, what is going on, right? And so right. we can agree, and I think that the Bears did a good job of addressing that and, and pointing out, you know, hey, this is the this is the – the shortest stick here. We got to get rid of this one. You know what I mean? And I think they did a good job of that. I think for me, what I would answer me the, or try to try to answer this for me. Um, I will. What, what like where Justin is now. And when you say like uh-huh. competent coaching and, you know, maybe a little yeah. bit more assets around him, yeah. like what does yeah. that then look like? What, what, what does that okay. look like? Yeah. 
And, you know what? Thanks for giving me a second to sure. respond. I really appreciate that, man. I'm not even talking about the pieces around him. You got to play with what you have. I, I don't give him an excuse. Like having a bad offensive line, that's kind of life in the NFL. It, it, it's it's going to be tough for you up front some weeks. But if you look at if you look at the quarterbacks who were, who've been in the playoffs this year, they all had fantastic coaching. I mean, I'm, I'm listening to. Um, Kurt Warner on the show once, and he's raving about Jordan Love, and not once did he mention Matt Lafleur, uh, an, an, an an aging an aging Aaron Rodgers won two MVPs after Lafleur got there. Hmm. There's no way Jordan Love looks like that without Matt Lafleur. I, I believe that I believe that Mahomes will be good anywhere, but Andy Reid is a is a savant. He probably doesn't look as good with Andy Reid. Ben Johnson made golf look like a real credible starting quarterback again. The coaching matters, man. As Jalen Hurts, you know, they let Shane, whatever his name is, Shane Steichen, mm-hmm. he went to uh, Indy and his game went back. Josh Allen hasn't quite been the same since Debo left. It matters. And every quarterback draft, every quarterback develops differently. It's not linear. And I, I just don't know why people don't see it when you see a kid with, with – I mean, I'm talking about elite-level physical talent. If you want to say Caleb Williams is a better passer than him, that's fine. But Justin Fields has elite-level physical talent. You've you got to find a way to make that work. So I would like to see him with competent coaching before I say, you know, before I say, okay, this, this – this guy just isn't what I thought he was right. going to be in the NFL. Where you're ready to move, mo- where you're ready to move on from him. I see what you're saying. It's going to be tough because Ibrahim is still going to be there, so we might have that excuse next year as well. But I, mean, I obviously we have no idea who that uh, is going to be under center. We, we, it's going to be an interesting one, though. Uh, let's go to Nathan out in Woodstock. Nathan, welcome to the show. Talk to me. I just wanted to take a chance to respond to the previous caller and other people that I've heard call in over the past week or so criticizing Caleb Williams that he cried on the sideline, and that's a reason not to draft him when you listen to other sports analysts praise Dan Campbell for being vulnerable and on the near breakdown of tears during his press conference. And that was heralded as a great thing, and that's why all these guys want to play for him and why he's been so successful for the Lions. So I don't understand why Caleb Williams is getting this negative treatment when Dan Campbell's getting praised. And I would just like to put it to the rest of us fans, would you rather have a guy that cares so much about winning that he breaks down on the sidelines after losing, or would you rather have a Jake Cutler standing there (laughs) stone-faced during an NFC championship game? That's great stuff. That's great, Nathan. One thing, I have two children three-and-a-half-year-old and a two-year-old. And with toddlers, to any parents that are out there that has, has kids, you know, four and under, five and under, one, my favorite lesson in parenting, especially that age, is that, you know, they're, they're, they naturally want to be rebellious because at that age they're finally learning some sort of independence. And so what you're supposed to do is give them options, two to be specific. So that then that way, like instead of being like, here, put on this shirt for school, you want to be like, hey, do you want to wear the blue shirt or the red shirt for school? And then they're like, red shirt. And now they'll do it as opposed to anything else. That what what Nathan just did was the toddler version of Bears football. (laughs) You're like, do you want Caleb Williams that's crying? Huh? Look at me. Do you want Caleb Williams that's crying 
Or do you want Jay Cutler that's pouting? Who do you want? I'll take Caleb Williams. Okay, here. I'll go to your room. <laughs> All right. We got one more break. Uh, maybe I'll get to a couple more phone calls. Uh, and maybe not. Who knows? Uh, we'll, we'll do it on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez, 670 the score. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We're back. Live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Happy Black History Month. Kicks off today, February 1st. Tyler Ferengal produced today. I thought you were going to play some Bone Thugs and Harmony right here. Is the first of the month. Do you even know that song? Wow. You don't know first of the month? Bone Thugs and Harmony? It's the first of the month. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Wait, I think no. it's one of those songs that if I hear it, I'll remember it. But off you the top my, of my you're head. trying to tell me that my voice didn't just give it to you right there on my vocals? Sorry, Gabe. Wake up and I see that my sister was already dressed. It is February 1st, though. Wow. We're here, man. Came closer than I thought. I don't know if I want to take this phone call because I, I think I actually do want to take it because it's hilarious. I have a feeling it's going to be hilarious. I really hope it is. Uh, but before I do that, I just opened up my app and they're saying that they're going to trade LeBron James. Like, they started off 15-10, and 10, and now they're 9-15 and 15 in their last 24 games. LeBron James tweeted out a, an hourglass. Oh, I saw that. And so people are thinking, you know, after they're, you know, they, they want the coach fired, defense is terrible, you know, they, they don't have any assets to bring people there. And so they're like, oh, they're going to trade LeBron James? How much value do you think LeBron will bring the Lakers if they do trade him at age 39? Not a ton. Not a ton, but you're probably going to have to give up some young assets. You know? Like, if it were the Bulls, let's just say, like if it were the Bulls, you'd have to give up, you know, Patrick Williams. Kobe. No. You don't think the Bulls would want to give up Kobe? First of all, the Bulls... Okay, hold on. This is a fict- I'm just fictitious scenario. Hypothetical. <laughs> Hypothetical here. And so let's just stick with, <laughs> not, let's not go level two inception and see if the, the Bulls would move on from someone. I'm just telling you, like, pick a team, and I can tell you some young guys that they would, the, the Lakers would want to return. But just remember, the, the big rumor is that the Miami Heat want him. Not only because. They want him back? They want him back. They feel like he'll be a good addition to them to their team, wow. and he would be. He would be a good addition to their team. He he's LeBron is like a fail safe, right? He's just like he's like, especially at this age, he's not going to win you a championship, but he's going to facilitate you know the best play, like facilitate for the best players. But what they're saying is that even if he doesn't make it out this year via the trade, uh, you know the trade deadline, 
that in the offseason they might try to get him because they'll bring Bronny there. Like they feel like that's a they, that Bronny fits the Heat culture. Guy that tries hard, plays hard. And if they can marry the two of those two together, then they can find themselves in Miami playing. Just saying. Jaime, Jaime Haka is perfect example. Jaime is awesome. Heat culture guy. Shout out to all my Mexicans. He's a good representation for you guys. All right, uh, before I get out of here, let me take this call. Let's go to HH out in Lombard. What do you think Justin Fields should do? He should sue the Chicago Bears for malpractice. It's been a travesty, the whole thing, the front office from the very beginning. Uh, we don't know who he is, and they're going to they're gonna choose Caleb Williams. I'm convinced of that. It's been the, in the plan the whole time. Wait, wait, when you say you don't, stuck, wait, when you say, when you say you don't, we don't know who he is, what is missing? Like, what don't you know? Because they didn't give him a chance to develop. Then listen to this list. Pace was trying to save his job by drafting him and extend himself for more years. Nagy didn't play him in the beginning, so that first year was lost and they threw him out there. Not they didn't start it. Then what they what they're doing for Caleb Williams now, hiring all these offensive coaches and getting all these players, they should have did that for Justin Fields two years ago. But instead they wouldn't find a defensive coach, which I could have given you that if he had some experience, had never called a play, was stumbling around himself. Then they wouldn't hire the offensive coordinator, never called a play in his life, didn't know how to develop a coach, set behind Aaron Rodgers like those guys in New England, set behind those guys, don't know what they're doing, didn't know how to develop a plan, didn't know how to develop a young player. You know, so and then you took all your all your draft capital and you had defensive back drafted defensive backs. You could have drafted an offensive line last year, the year before. You didn't do that. You could have drafted wide receivers. You spent it on the defense trying to, you know, appease Eberflus and the defensive guys and had Getty over there stumbling around with fields with a line that was like paper Dan, and he needed the development that he needed. You know, then, uh, uh, you know, didn't get him a veteran quarterback to sit in the room with him. That's what you should have did if you got a rookie offensive coordinator, you know, uh, then it tanked the team, and they hung all those losses around his neck to make him bad. No, but they weren't trying to win. This was Poles, the thing that he was trying to do from the very beginning. Then they brought Claypool in. That was a mess. You know, uh, the whole line's a, 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 a real big problem. You know, uh, so the whole thing from the time that Poles walked in was pointed at these top three draft picks. He was going to take one of those quarterbacks, and now he's going to surround them with everything they want. He's going to use free agency in order to get them. The offensive linemen are going to go pick up some receivers, going to get a running back for them. They don't have a fast running back. It was just Justin Fields. Now, if he could have pulled a Superman cape out of his butt and did something great, they would have kept him. But since he wouldn't, we don't really know who he is because they didn't okay. give him the right coaching, surround him with the right people. And he's out of here, and I feel for him. And that's why I think they should sue the front office of the Bears and the, what's the guy, Trace Armstrong, because all of those guys <laughs> who I just named, right. he's their agent. Right, right, right. He's running I, Chicago I, right. Bears. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Thanks for the call, HH. I, I, I knew it was going to be funny, but then I didn't know we were going to get a, a minute and a half rent over there. But I hear what he's saying. I, I, don't, I don't agree with it because I still think that in three years you can watch a quarterback it, like I, I agree with the part that he needed some other stuff. Play the music. That he, he needed some other stuff. But I disagree that we don't know who he is because I feel like you can still watch those three years and see the quarterback that you have. And some people see it, did see, and want more. And I understand that. 
I, on the other hand, I'm just ready. Ready for something new. New team, new everything. Give me new. All right. Uh, I want to thank my guests today. Brad Spielberger, Chris Childers, Teron Davenport, and Alex Shapiro. I want to thank my producer, Tyler Farringall, today. Baby T. I said that's his, that's his radio name. Who gave you that name? It was me. Oh, my bad. Forgot about that. All right. Uh, next time you hear me on your radios, Monday. I got tomorrow off. My wife's out of town in Mexico, and I got to watch the kids. So, uh, And literally, my parents are watching them right now, so I got to go, go get them. All right, mi gente, that means my people. Hasta la próxima. That means until next time, I am Gabe Ramirez, and this is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.